Welcome to My Take on It with Your Angelic Karma. If you are interested in sharing your story in a future broadcast, send an email to yourangelicstories at gmail.com. Here she is, folks, your host, the one, the only, the also beautiful, Your Angelic Karma. Friday, June 25th, and we made it to the end of the week, the end of another beautiful week, most definitely. And I'm going to talk about predators and the real social past today, you know, and a, a question brought this, brought this into my thought process of behavior and people's behaviorism. I've always described myself as aloof and distant and reserved, you know, I've always described myself as a person that has lived in my own world that I've created. I, all through my life, I'm in my late forties. I've never burdened people with my issues that I've created for myself. I've never expected people to pick up the pieces. I never expected people to solution my issues or my problems. I never burdened people with that. Because I would, I feel that if it's if my mood is in Capricorn, we want to put astrology into it. I feel that if it's already a burden and a problem for me, and I know how I'm feeling about it, why put that on somebody else? That's the way I look at things, and I've always proactively solved my issues. I go through a lot of things that nobody knows about, and I, whenever a problem comes up, it could be whatever. I actively get to solution it very quickly by myself. Nobody would know I'm going through it. Nobody would know what's happening. I'm my own support system. I always have been. And luckily, I always will be like that because I am a person. I just cannot let my life be in the hands of other people. I like to be proactively hands on my own emotional validator, my own problem solver like that. I do take like I, I, when I have an issue, I'll go around and, and like look at what people that have been, what other people think, what they think of and versus what I'm thinking of. And what, and I'll take little tidbits from here and there and I'll come up with something that is works for me and I'll apply it like that. And I usually get the positive results that I am looking for like that. That's the way that I am. I, I like problem solving like that. So, and you know, people like me, we always get judged. We're always prejudged because of how we come across. I come across as aloof and detached. I come across as reserved. Just a lot of people I come across as mean. And I like that because that's the way that I weed out people that I know have an ulterior motive for wanting to be around me. Because the real social path is the people are the people that drain your energy and drain your resources emotionally, mentally, practically, and never refill you. Those are the real sociopaths. Anybody that does not care about how their behavior affects someone that they are going towards with it, and they feel that they should be able to do that and not give anything positive and fill the person back up in return is a real sociopath. They could call it emotional support. They could call it whatever types of support. They call it what they want to call it, but those are sociopaths. Something is wrong with those people. And people like me, we have a built-in 
alert to have a built-in detector and defense mechanism against those types of people. And the question is, why do many nice people seem aloof at first, but scumbags often appear to be very sociable when you first meet them? I talked about this in the past, about the way people present themselves. You have that nice person that is very sociable. That's on the surface. They seem very welcoming. They feel seem very warm. They seem very interested in you and your life and whatever. And that's really not true to the nature of who they are after you get to know them. And then you have that mean, aloof, distant person that sometimes that cannot be true to the nature of who they are after you get to know them, but they'll be careful about, because they probably, people that are introverts are very observant of other people. When you're an introvert is you're observing human behavior, human nature. You're on the outside looking in at people interacting with other people, at people that come towards you, how they interact with you. You're, you're observing, it, observing the experiences that other people are having with other people, bringing that to you or what you come across like that. So a person that is not social has a lot of time to observe, ob observe the world around them. A person that is social, they aren't very adept to human nature because they're too busy being social because they have, there is a reason they're trying to get needs met. That's why they're being social. A person that is not social, it has learned to meet their own needs and knows a lot about human behavior because they watch people they are people watchers. Now, Matthew states, nice people are not antisocial. Now, antisocial is different than being aloof, reserved, detached, observant. That's not antisocial, but it does have some type of antisocial elements within it. You could be, I call it being selectively social based on experience and the observation of what the world shows you based on other people's interactions with one another. Cause you can also learn, you can't experience everything. You can learn sometimes from other people's experience. There's no way in the world you can experience everything as an individual, but you can most definitely learn from the experiences of others. Most definitely like that. Nice people are not antisocial. Matthew states, it depends. It is demeaning to be thought of as antisocial just because you're not all open arms and friendly when you first meet someone or you don't like socializing in crowds or the gym or talking to random people in coffee shops. He has a point. That doesn't mean that you're antisocial. It means that you behave like a normal human being. And it doesn't mean that you're nice because you're talking to everybody you pass by. Like that. Being an introvert myself, he states, I give you a basic rundown of things. I happen to like people. I just can't stand too much time with people. Me exactly because people will most definitely drain your energy. Some people with the work that I do specifically, I know that some women specifically want to befriend me because they feel that they have a non-ending reservoir of free guidance and free emotional support. Not These are the sociopaths not taking in consideration that it would be draining me constantly dealing with their problems. That's why I charge for my gift. I want something back. If you come to me with an issue, it drains me emotionally and psychically. 
and energetically. It takes from me. You have to refill me with something that is valuable to me and not just want to befriend me because you think that you will have a friend available to support you with your bad decision making and that I don't get tired and tap out. A friend in need in that way sometimes turns into a pest like that. And I believe in equal exchanges because it's taking something from me and I'm careful about people that come towards me wanting to befriend me or the mask of befriending me just because they want free support and a free person to listen to their issues and a free person to give them guidance, not thinking that that takes something away from me also. These are social paths. That one, whenever there's one-way giving, you're dealing with a social path. Anybody that supports one-way giving has an ulterior motive because they themselves are social paths. Support with somebody emotionally, mentally, financially, energetically should happen once in a while because the one that is needed support, unless they're a, unless they're a social path, they would know that the one that they're leaning on supports gets tapped out and needs to be refilled. And it's up to them to refill them with more than a thank you. When you take from something, you always put something there. When you take out of a jar, you put into a jar. When you take energetically, you give back to energetically. Or you're a sociopath. You're a vampire. An emotional vampire. An energetic vampire. A practical vampire. With no consideration, sociopath, of who you're taking from and how what the effect is having on them. You feel that they should be able to refill themselves by themselves and you just come and come and take and take and take and get and get and get. And you can feel that you have, you, you're thinking about your own needs, emotional needs, practical. You're not taking consideration of the Well, you look like you're full and you're good at filling yourself up. So I feel that I should just come on and just take and take and take and take and take. No, those, you're a social path. Now, back to what Matthew states. I happen to like people. I just can't stand too much time with people. They tire me out both mentally and physically sometimes, especially since I work in customer service. I like my own space, and I like me time when I can do my hobbies, etc., and not have people to pester me. Yes, if I genuinely, genuinely meet someone that I connect with, and can have deep debates about astronomy, space, and the universe, and politics, whatever the topic may be, then I could talk with that person for hours and walk away feeling invigorated about that I've learned a new perspective into how that person thinks rather than walking away feeling drained and thinking, thank Christ, that's over. I'm the same way. I even stated befriending women. I would not want the conversation to be about their problems and their issue, their boyfriend. We would just be having fun. I don't want to be your friend unless it's about fun. We'll be having fun. We'll be having fun. It will just be about fun like that. Because I know the mode of operating is vampiric and and and, and sociopaths. They want to cling to people because it's like, that's support. No, that's to bring the problems here. That's to talk about the problems. That's a, No, if you're going to be my friend, it's about fun. We're talking about fun. Everything is fun. We're all about fun. We're just having fun. That's a friend for me. And every once in a while, three times a year, based on your bad decision-making, you should need support. Everything, it should be about fun. Oh, that's a sociopathic 
energetically vampiric relationship. You like that? It's the way that I see it, most definitely. What do you all think? What do you all think? Because I think that adult people solve their own problems. If you get yourself into it, you know how to get yourself out of it. If you stop depending on other people as emotional vampires and being vampiric, you have learned a mechanism called analytical thinking and problem solving and evaluating your own behavior, taking personal responsibility and doing it different next time. That's what happens when you don't depend on people and rely heavily on people. Unless you're going to people and you're knowing that there's going to be an exchange here. But this, I get this, and I give that, and that's balance. They give me this, I refill them, or I take that, I refill them, or they take this, and they refill me. That's non-sociopathic behavior. Like that. Matthew also states, society is placing bigger emphasis, emphasis on confidence, looks, and materialistic pursuits. Often if you're nice, you're considered weak and a pushover. Nice people have to gauge another person when they meet them because if they show they're, real, they're, they're nice, there's a chance this person will start to walk all over them or demand more and more if some sort of friendship develops. What I do is I go in and I sometimes show people how I truly am, that part that I don't give away freely. Especially not publicly. You're here. You're you're in in the publicly. You're with the wolves. You're with the manipulative people. The people that will try to come and manipulate and cheat, take advantage like that. You're with the wolves. With people that come across you with this type of work. I'll usually sometimes show people that side of me that I keep hidden and reserved for only people that I deem important and significant and worthy of it. And I'll see if they're gonna take. I'll give. And be generous because I'm a very generous person in every sense of the word with everything I have. Emotionally, time, resources. And I'll see how, if they take advantage and if they are giving back equally or if they're trying to keep up. And it lets me know how, who, how they are. And then I turn off the tap completely. I let people show me who they are. And then I know how to deal with them when I say, okay, time's up. And I've seen enough. Like that. Because this is a world full of sociopaths. The takers are sociopaths. The one that need, ones that need validation are sociopaths. The ones that drain you emotionally with their bad decision-making and don't refill you are sociopaths. No matter what the book told you, those are the sociopaths. Now, often if you're nice, you're considered weak and a pushover. Nice people have to gauge another person when they meet them because if they show they're nice, there's a chance the person will start to walk all over them and demand more and more if some sort of friendship develops. Yeah. Nice people are not pushovers, however. We're just cautious about who we let into, into that side of our personality, especially if they're the outgoing type of scumbags you describe. Since personally, I find those types of people to be very annoying and in your face. Nice people will let you in and be friendly, but if your friendship turns out to be toxic to us, we will cut you loose just as easily. Outgoing scumbags, on the other hand, won't. All they see is what they can get from you and tend to be the people that nice people cut loose because they're toxic. On the other hand, there are some very nice outgoing folks that understand boundaries, understand you when you want to be left alone and how much friendliness to give and when to back off like that. 
general rule of people, everyone is different and is capable of being anything from a social butterfly to preferring to be alone, and there is nothing wrong with either side of that. Just understand that nice people are standoffish because we're normally taken advantage of and not because we don't like you. We just don't know how to gauge you yet. And my experience with people is that the people that have come to me with their issues, I always give them guidance and advice, and, and they never take it. But then they always want from me and want 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 as opposed to taking my advice so that it could change. They're not looking for change. They're looking for what they want from me that I was giving them so that they don't have to change. Social pass. They always come back when you're giving them the most valuable advice from of all. They always come back for not the advice. They don't want to hear that. They want what you were giving that keeps them from having to take the advice. Social pass. And they stay in need. Social pass. They don't want the solution. They want you to give so that they don't, they don't have to apply the solution. Social pass. Anybody that is taking, even if it's a, you need a shoulder to cry on, after you cry on that shoulder, if you're not refilling that shoulder or look at that shoulder if it need, as it needs to be refilled, taking that shoulder as if it's yours and you own it and not refilling that person with, some, with something, you are a sociopath. Even if they said, no, that's okay. You are so anybody that can take and walk away without giving is a sociopath. Even if the person says that's okay. That person needs to be refilled. You're a sociopath. Nobody owes you anything, not even a shoulder. You're a sociopath. How could you even take without giving? How could you even put your burden and leave your burden with someone else without refilling now? You're a sociopath. Is what it is. Jess states, personally, I could my, consider myself to be pretty self-aware, so I'm answering this from the perspective of a standoffish person who is actually nice. I'm okay with admitting I'm usually a bit of an asshole, or at least I've been told I am. I'm, under the, I, I'm not rude or disrespectful by any means, but I'm not exactly warm or welcoming to new people either, not typically anyway. I've explained to people that not only am I by nature kind of stern and reserved, but I make a conscious effort every day to be what some may call brutally honest because I feel most comfortable showing my mean side first and foremost because that usually weeds the people out, weeds out the people I probably won't want to develop relationships with anyway. That's what I do. Scatter them because they're sociopaths. Scatter them. Run them off. With your energy, show them that of that flip side and scatter them because they're social paths anyway. Exactly. This side of me that cries every time I drive by a stray dog gets up in the middle of the night to talk to a friend about a breakup and is constantly collecting cans and bottles, not for myself, but to make it easier for the homeless people outside of my building, etc. etc. I'm not Mother Teresa, but I'm certainly not a scumbag. My reason for being the way I am is simple. I'm tough and I'm rough because the world is rough and tough. 
But more than that, I just honestly don't feel the need to be overly friendly. That's not real. That's not organic. And people that come across that way are also so psychopaths and sociopaths beneath the surface. I found in my life that for the most part, people who are almost nauseatingly saturated upon first meeting them are after something. Yeah, people that are nice or come towards you nice, they're, they're, they're sociopaths and, and psychopaths. Because that's how they come across. A psychopath and a sociopath can't win you over by being mean to you. They have to come in, in a disguise. Somebody that wants something from you can't win you over by being mean to you and trying to scatter you. They have to put on a different type of mask that appeals to you. Most of the sociopaths I've come across have been women, and they use emotional support and all of that for a, a mask and excuse to siphon from others without refilling them like that. That's not real, but there are a lot of tests and, 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 and tests and observation has proven maybe that they're men. Men also could be sociopaths and psychopaths trying to they use a mask to get what they want also. Of what will appeal to you. They, uh, they have to put on masks. They can't come across as scattering you. Because that's not going to get what they want from you. You're not going to give it to them. They have to come across, appeal to you like that. That's not real and organic, she states. I find in my life that the most people who are almost, okay, whether that something be something concrete like money or something more abstract like simply needing to be light in order to feed their ego. For example, I once had a coworker. He was a new guy who, who would complain to all of my other coworkers about how standoffish I was and how I had ignored his friend request on Facebook. I didn't dislike him per se. I just, again, don't think I need to be take need to be fake friendly so long as I am being respectful, which I always was. He wasn't content, however, with me just being respectful. He actually took it so far as to tell our supervisor, who I was good friends with, that I should be fired because we were in a customer service and I didn't know how to be friendly. He said verbatim, she's got a problem. She doesn't even like me and everyone likes me. Hmm, okay. Fast forward a few months to when he was caught stealing money out of the safe and tried to pass the blame onto whoever was on shift before him by not documenting the actual amount of money on hand and start and the start of his shifts. He was let go, obviously. However, that comment he made about everyone liking him always stuck with me. It's interesting how he came into a new situation, was extremely over-the-top nice, and then proceeded to take advantage of not only the employer who gave him a chance, but his fellow employees whom, he, whom he'd been also very friendly with from the beginning. I guess what I'm getting at is scumbags are usually self-serving individuals after something, and as soon as they get it, they're done being nice. They are, of course, people who are just genuinely sweet. There are, of course, people who are just genuinely sweet and have beautiful, accepting souls. The trick is weeding out the fakes. That's true. Anonymous states, it happens in nature, something similar, 
There are many types of parasites or predators that mimic a value behavior. Everybody that comes across as nice is doing, that's what they have to be to appeal to you. They can't come across the way I'm, I come across or you're going to damn scatter, especially if you're a sociopath or a psychopath because you know that you're not going to get anything for nothing. Like that. You know how that I peep you out and I don't fall for the okie doke. Put the money in the basket. Don't try to befriend me. Cause I know what it's about. Like that. Now, it happens in nature, something similar. There are many types of parasites or predators that mimic a value behavior, then they attack. By the nature of the business, they have to be suitably rare to get away with it. A scumbag, as you call them, normally is looking for victims, operating on his or her, its own frequency of successful methodology, niceness. Because they have been abused, at first, unsociable people have found time uncover scumbags since they, by their very nature, cannot stay and get their punishment. No one likes to be a victim, especially a scumbag. And if the scumbag puts in loads of time in, you had better be rich or have other favors worth the effort. Make yourself, no, make yourself indistinguishable and unpalatable as possible to those who want easy access. Don't be a doormat. Hence, the stony face, be aloof, be attached, be mean, be cold, be distant. Even professional detective police experts cannot discover if someone is a psychopath within a 10-minute conversation. People fool themselves that while the world is a dangerous place, they out the day El Supremo can detect troublemakers, scumbags, sociopaths, and psychopaths quickly and effortlessly. Yes, and pigs fly with their hidden wings tucked under their armpits. Not. The same principle works in love in the sense of random parasites. Time tells us that love is real and viable, yet we are served up a huge plate of nonsense by Hollywood romance books that instantly fall in love forever and happily with no diligence to examine and effortlessly as if that ever happens is normal, healthy marriage. Used to be there where chaperones and people would try to put friends together. Now it's dangerous. What if the friend gives the other a disease or some other trouble? So this person states also that about psycho psychopaths and sociopaths, they always wear masks. They, they have to come across as nice or caring and, and caring about your day, and then they attack or they ask for what they're really wanting. They always need emotional valid. They always sociopaths and psychopaths, they are they they are predators. They are always in need. They can't fulfill their own needs. They need a you to be their victim to fulfill their needs, emotional needs mental needs, psychological needs, practical needs. They are not self-sufficient. A psychopath and a sociopath is not self-sufficient. They're not filled up that way. And they call what they are in need of something nice or put it in a nice tone to them. The majority of the people in the world are sociopaths. They're not very few sociopaths. The majority are sociopaths and psychopaths. I see it, I've experienced it, I've observed it. And most of them are women. 
is what I feel. And and people have learned to to have a protective mechanism. Somebody states, nice people have boundaries, scumbags don't. To put it simply, I love what someone else said, that scumbags always want something from you. A good person never does. They don't form personal connections because of what others can do for them. Connections happen naturally. They treat everyone the same, and connections grow from this space of respect. The boundaries change in regards to this respect. If a person is going to take advantage of them or is dangerous, they will back even further away. That's why I stated with friendships with me. It's going to be about fun. It's going to be about fun. It's going to be about fun. It's going to be about fun and more fun. The talk is going to be about fun. The talk is going to be about fun. The interaction is going to be about fun. Three times a year, somebody should have a problem. I'll never burden my friend with my problem. I, I'm, I'm self-sufficient. And I don't even take my own problems as a burden. I take them as a problem for me to solution. I do gain support from other people without them being aware of it and without taking anything from them. I go around and see what people's opinions are. I go without asking them. I research people that have been in the same situation. I get a lot of different perspectives and I put it in a bowl and I mix it up and I create the one that's, that is correct for my issue or my problem. That's how I use support from other people. I never take, I've never taken, nobody can say they've ever done anything for me, ever. And I want to keep it that way. I've done much for many people. And they're all sociopaths and psychopaths. Anybody that takes without a conscience and feeling that they need to replenish is a sociopath and a psychopath, despite what the book says.